So maybe you're a crazy person like me who has over 400 Marines and you want to name them all. Or maybe you love creating new characters for D&D. Or maybe you just really like learning the meaning and origins behind some of your favorite nerdy character names from pop culture. Well then, it sounds like you need Naming Your Little Geek by Scott Root. This is an incredibly fun and easy read. It taught me not only is Ulrich the name of a war god, but also a Sith master. It also comes with one more added benefit. It's a great resource for naming your babies. Follow the link in the description below and pick up your copy of Naming Your Little Geek today. Hello and welcome to Geeks of Grimdark, your home for everything Warhammer. Be they elves or Eldar, space marines or stormcast, we've got you covered. I'm Lord Twin Orc, and with me as always is... His shield brother, Axel Wright. How's it going today, man? Stressfully, and we're doing a second start behind the scenes. We recorded like two minutes, and then Ulrich's machine crapped out on him for some reason. So It's not for some reason, it's like... We are podcasters that have been cursed by the Omnisaya. No, no, no. Because... You are a podcaster who's been cursed by the Omnisaya. I'm an engineer, and my stuff tends to work. So Yeah, but if I ever ask you an engineering thing, it's, oh, I'm not that type of engineer. It's because, okay. Yeah, that's my, that's that, when he gets a hold of me. That is somewhat fair. <laughs> I will acknowledge that. But if you have a software problem, I'm your guy. <laughs> I just want, like, I want to print that shirt for all my engineering friends because I have a disturbing amount of you. Uh, I'm not that type of engineer. Because yeah, but I then, hear it so frequently. But then one day I'll surprise you with an actual death ray and all will be forgiven. Yeah, after I use the death ray on you, yes. Well, you say that like I wouldn't make the death ray and then also make myself immune to the death ray. I'm not going to reveal the secret. Yeah, that's what a rock is for. Anyway, you have a privilege to get to before we get into our actual recording. I do. Our wonderful, wonderful patrons who are secretly funding our death ray. They are Pam Galley, Marky, Chris Chipman, River Galley, Krug, Arthur Crane, Kevin Ray, Brendan Agnew, John Vinos, Kit Kenny, Dona Lucy, Patrick Anderson, Carson Mel, Skyrim Dirke, and Peter Cook. And if you'd like to join the illustrious legion, just head on to patreon.com forward slash geeks with shields. 25 cents is the bar for entry. That's a dollar a month for early access to all our content. If you got more to give, we've got more to give as well. And since this is a full episode of Geeks of Grimdark, we, as always, have an illustrious guest who piped in a little bit earlier, but feel free to introduce yourself now. Hello, it's me, Wretched Giraffes, back at it again, coming at you with them, them chaos shenanigans. All right, so we got Wretched here. Ulrich, what are we talking about? Hopefully, we're talking about what will be part of a pseudo-series for us which is the problem with, and today we're talking, the problem with chaos. And this is specifically as it applies to Warhammer, because Age of Sigmar does not have this problem. Uh, it doesn't? Chaos is supported and feels like a genuine threat in Age of Sigmar. I guess. <laughs> I mean, let's let's just say that uh, Archeon, you know, does a lot better job than Abaddon does. I, it's, it's hard to argue with the fact, it's hard <laughs> to argue with the fact that Archeon won, like, <laughs> absolutely one past tense. That's what you the mean he didn't? Was. You didn't fail seven times and still somehow is the champion of chaos? Question mark. Well, even putting that aside, there's also other successful chaos deities that are like, I'm gonna fuck shit up, like Bellacor. Yeah, I mean, Bellacor still exists. He's just. I'm not saying he doesn't exist. I'm just narratively he gets to do stuff and it has consequences. Yeah, I mean, I do feel like if we. If we just sideline Abaddon here for a little bit and maybe put Bellacor more towards the center, especially since we now have the race for the the fifth Chaos God position, right? Between Bellacor With... and Vashtor specifically, yeah. Right. And I'd like to see a little bit more of that, not uh, those two high-fiving each other and then 
Well, anyway. to be fair, that was literally the most recent narrative. The, the Arcs of Omen event involves Bellacor showing up being like, I don't like what you're doing, Vashtor. I'm going to stop you. Yeah. I know. It's just, it was like 10 seconds, and then they completely went and threw it to the sideline. Yeah, I guess Like so. most of the stuff with Chaos. Yeah, and that that's my first kind of issue I have listed here. Chaos is the primary antagonist of the setting, and they get undercut at every turn. Like, hey, Abaddon, you cut the, you know, uh, galaxy in half. What are you going to do about that? The galaxy's going to be in half, and Katie is gone. And, oh, nope, Katie is still there. That that was really for nothing. Well, I'm going to be a big threat for an addition. And, oh, no, no, I'm not. Oh, Tyranids are here? Okay, I guess I'll uh, get out of the way. Yeah, you got to... He doesn't have a great track record. Well then, um, well then, hold on. There's Before three we... Primarchs. Three Chaos Primarchs roaming around. What have they accomplished? Well, I think that the biggest problem right now with the Chaos Primarchs is they keep getting uh, what I like to call Avatar of Caned, where yeah. they like to bring them out and be like, look how big and powerful this thing is. And then they do something really stupid with them. Like, kill them immediately. Or have a regular-ass guy from the Thousand Suns betray the Black Legion and then beat Magnus in a psychic one-on-one. Uh, what do you mean? I, I, I was there, like, right after Wretched heard that for the first time, and I know that one particularly gets in his craw, so... Why? Because, <laughs> like, I want to be, be clear. For, like, I'm not a Chaos player, so I, my stake isn't in the game as much. But, like, when... When Magnus, quote-unquote, lost to Guillemin, that at least made sense to me because he actually beat the hell out of Guillemin, then the Sisters of Silence showed up to back him up, and only together were they able to beat Magnus, and the Sisters of Silence have the fuck-off demon gene. So that yeah, makes sense to and me. and that was a close fucking fight, and they're like, no, Guillemin would have died had it not been more advantageous for Magnus to go, okay, fine, I'll, I'll fuck off for now. Exactly, but this other thing that that Wretch is talking about. He said it to me, and I did not believe him, so I had to go and look it up, and yeah, there's, like, this dude that's, like, the secondary... The, like, if you looked at the Thousand Sons and ranked all their sorcerers, like, he's supposed to be, like, number three, like, below Aramin, but somehow he was working, like, for Abaddon, and then in order to work for Abaddon, he had to get Magnus on board... And so he did it by, like, challenging Magnus to a psychic duel. Magnus, the super psychic demon Primarch. And then he won. And I, I don't get it. Yeah. Well, let's just, like, do a quick rundown narratively of the Primarchs and what they did. Magnus shows up, fucking destroys Fenris, gets great revenge on them. And then what does he do? Nothing. What happens yep. to Fenris? Primaris show up, fix everything. Mortarian shows up, has the whole plague wars, wrecks that whole sector of the Imperium till Gilman shows up, tells him to fuck off, and the Primaris fix everything. Angron? Angron's doing Angron. I mean, at least he's on brand. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> lastly, Abaddon destroys Cadia, splits the galaxy in half, puts the Imperium on the back foot. What happens? Cadia's fine. It's not like it even mattered that Katie is gone. Has two I, I attempts do, to I take feel, Vigilus. I do feel nothing like, happens. Yeah, I do feel like this is getting particularly into Ulrich's specific issue with there still being Cadians just around. Because, like, to be clear for anyone who doesn't follow the lore that... I've got some friends I play with who don't follow the lore that well. What what he really means is that Katie is gone. Cadians are not gone. 
And that's a weird incongruity. <laughs> because well, Cadia like, stands, bro. What was the narrative point of destroying Cadia if it had no repercussions in the galaxy? Well, the Secretary of Dictum exists. And it's doing... It was uh, it was to showcase Abaddon's baby rage. And that was great. And I love how even in Arca Omens, they kind of set it up of Abaddon going, man, I split the galaxy and I still haven't won anything. And this is going to end with you doing something? No, no, the Tyranids are just on the other side. I'm, I'm, I'm wrapping this up. Oh. Yeah, it's it's weird, too, because that uh, that part that we were talking about, that, uh, the Magnus losing the psychic duel, that, that whole situation was just a lot of really weird stuff, right? Because we've got Abaddon going to all of the Chaos Primarchs to, like, put them together to unite them. And I don't... I feel like it's a situation that should never really happen. Because I love the concept of Chaos, but, like, it reminds me of a Skaven situation, right? Yeah. Where, like, if all of the Skaven work together, we lose. Like, that's what happens. Well, it's also true of Orcs. Yeah, if all the Orcs work together. It shouldn't happen unless this is, okay, this is, we're gonna fucking blow up McCrag and the Ultramar system. But honestly, the funny thing thing about this one is this actually goes to even something older, which is that that's an old idea that the reason why good triumphs over evil on a large scale is because evil can't help but fight itself. My, My favorite example when it comes to, like, modern fiction is actually the Diablo series, where they make it very clear that multiple times throughout the history of Diablo's universe, the evils, you know, the various versions of Satan, essentially, if you don't know Diablo, they're all some version of Satan, kind of, they all multiple times had the opportunity to destroy heaven and then immediately started fighting each other before they could do it. And the reason why Diablo 3's ending at first was like a big deal is like, oh, now all of the Satans are in one body, so they're all together and heaven doesn't stand a fucking chance. Yeah. More my point with bringing this one up is I'm going to ask you guys, do you feel that chaos is narratively the threat they're supposed to be? I think they are, but I think they are they are narratively not the threat that a lot of people think that they're supposed to be. Now, that sounds pretentious, but what I, what I mean by that is that chaos, to me as a non-Chaos player, as just a fan of the lore, and so, Wretched, you can tell me how fucked and up my own ass I am about this. Chaos is more of, like, a direct threat to humanity. They are not the same thing as a threat to the galaxy. Yes, I know that the Eldar have issues with it too, specifically Slanesh and whatnot, but, like, where they fit in the stories, they're angled and aimed in such a way as to be a very specific, like, crazy psychological kind of threat to what humanity itself represents whereas something like tyranids are more like a general threat to existence in the galaxy at all so they they, to me that's a different narrative purpose so i mean i i feel like i feel like that's pretty correct because uh one of the biggest things that i usually use to describe chaos is the biggest threat to the imperium right yeah, but let's um, uh, put cards on the table. The Imperium is the protagonist of the setting. No. Well, like, the big thing is, is I think the game... They get 90% of the books. No, they Yeah, no, no, no. That That's no, correct. And there's a, key, there's a key important thing there. Protagonist does not mean good guy. They are just the protagonist of the setting. Oh, yes, fuck the, no. Don't get that twisted. Yeah, so just be very they clear. They are the story that is being told. But Everyone by else, that... 
But that same measure, basically every other race is... Well, most of the races are antagonists, with Chaos being essentially the prime yes. antagonist to the protagonist. Yeah, I, it doesn't I think... feel like that to me. My biggest problem is just Games Workshop seems to have a big problem with uh, with making even threats just in general, right? Like, if we look at Chaos, they don't have a yes. lot of wins. Tyranids, uh, Tyranids, pretty much. Same thing. Like, for, mm-hmm. for a while, up until they, they recently brought out that uh, there's Tyranids coming from the other side of the galaxy, they didn't do anything either. Like... All of their notable wins are either a they fought to the last and died, so it doesn't matter, or like a venom throat kills a craft world and then is never brought up again. Like I think it's just Games Workshops has the concept there for the big bads, but doesn't quite know how to put them up front because yeah. we can't have them just like curb stomping everything that comes out for the Imperium, but at the same time, it's really annoying to watch, like, every single, like, Angron comes back, does this cool thing, they give him, they give him the power of, like, oh, we can never really kill Angron, right? Like, he'll just go back to the warp, and it's like, okay, so you guys just writ yourself a little, like, out, basically, because now what's gonna happen is he's gonna show up, he's gonna blow one thing up, and everyone's gonna be like, oh my god, look how strong and powerful Angron is, and then he's gonna get murked two pages later, and then they're gonna be like, look how much cooler this random Ultramarine is. Like, he killed Angron, isn't that cool? Yeah, it's, it, it, they already put over, and we'll talk about the Xenos problem and the Imperium problem in those episodes. But no, Chaos... Uh, I think it's relevant here. This is a put over for how great the Imperium is. I do think it's relevant here, though, even talking about the Xenos stuff, just because when I look, I don't know my... Age of Sigmar and Warhammer Fantasy lore nearly as well, and I don't even claim to be, like, very well-versed in 40k lore, really, I, even though I'm a fan, but it does feel like, generally speaking, there are very few stories in the narrative proper where the Imperium doesn't win. It's funny to say that since the only two books I've actually read in the 41st millennium both involve the Imperium losing hardcore, but... <laughs> narratively in the books they're doing more of those and i love them for it but in the main setting it's just like we almost lost but then we did whereas i think about recently we had was i don't know if it was so tech i don't think it was so tech it, it might have been though we had someone on no it was during the conversation about grand death alliance was that was that dino we were talking with who were we talking with about that no that was Javer joe Javers Joe, okay. I apologize for mixing up what specific topics, Je- Joe. But anyway, we had, we had Javers Joe on talking about Death Alliance, and he told us, which is a Age of Sigmar thing, if you like skeletons and necromancers, boom. But he was telling us about the story where the the leader of the Grand Death Alliance, Nagash, big lich skeleton mage guy, almost won the entire setting. He almost destroyed everything. And the thing that stopped him was not the humans, or the Stormcast, the the elves, or the dwarves, any of the supposed good guys. It was a team of Skaven who are evil. Capital E, I love Skaven, but they are absolutely evil. But they were like, hmm, we don't like the idea of the death guy killing everything that's alive, because we're alive, so we're going to stop you. Yeah, but that, I think, was like the before-the-setting setting. What I like about Age of Sigmar is it kind of has this wheel mechanic of every order gets to be on top for, like, narratively. Well, the reason I bring that story up 
is because there's a there's a meme that I shared with Wretched last week or so that I really hope actually has truth in it, which is in the community right now there's a there's a big push of the storyline of Gazkul Thraka, the orc war boss, really wanting to find Angron because Angron killed Yarrick, and Yarrick was Gazkul's closest thing to a best friend because he was his enemy, and so. Because we shared that story earlier about Roboto Guillemin only being able to beat Magnus once the Silence show up, and now they just released the Lion, and we know that Lionel Johnson's going to fight Angron, and there's no way Lionel Johnson can take Angron in a 1v1. I'm hoping, if they're smart, that it basically comes down to Lionel Johnson is losing against the World Eaters until the fucking Orcs show up <laughs> and actually, like, wreck Angron shit because Orc Wah. I yeah. would accept that, or if you want to call back to Heresy, he beats him the same way Russ beat Angron the first time, which was he just fought smarter because he knew he couldn't beat Angron in a face-punching contest. Oh, uh, by the way, just to clarify, the meme that I specifically sent Wretched said something like, in this corner, Angron, Demon, Primarch of the World Eaters. In this corner, Lionel Johnson, Primarch of the Dark Angels. Oh, by the God Emperor, it's Gaskul Thraka with a chair. <laughs> now, that would be great. But that would also, I don't know, I like that, but I would love nothing more if Angron just popes the lion and then just goes, you're not worth it, and stomps off. Can you imagine the balls Games Workshop would have to bring back the lion and then just kill him? Not kill him, but just like put him out, maybe have him. This is the reveal. But let the definitive winner be Angron and let the definitive winner be Chaos. No. And then it was, you know, saved in the last second by Imperial, whatever. It was just like he survived because of the Watchers of the Dark, hit the fuck off button. And otherwise, she would have died. And then it's a capital W win for Chaos to go, oh, this was a putover for Angra, not a putover for the Lion. Well, I, I do think that that's not a good idea from a narrative standpoint, even though I agree with the general idea that Chaos should have more wins. Because like the classic example, as you've mentioned already, is that Cadia, on paper, should be this big win for Chaos. Right? Huge win, theoretically, except that, as you pointed out, Nothing really changed. The only named character that's no longer in the narrative as a result of the events of Cadia is Castellan Creed, and he's not even dead. He's just got captured by Trazen. Yeah. Now, I will say before someone says, what about the 10th edition trailer? That clearly showed, you know, the Imperium is losing ground to Chaos. Like, if they follow through with that narrative, and 10th edition opens up with a new map that shows darkened parts of the Imperium that's different from the 9th edition... I'll be like, oh, good, you actually did follow through with that. These nameless planets are gone now. That feels like something. But I'm willing to bet that that trailer, it was just set dressing. Because Chaos cannot, the Imperium cannot lose in a concrete sense or any meaningful way. I think that it is. It's probably going to end up like you think, Ulrich. I, I do think that they're going to uh, kind of do the, the typical thing with Chaos where we'll get our time in the sun for about you know, a year, they'll they'll give us some new models, they'll give us some cool stuff, and then we won't see anything for, like, the next 20. Yeah, now let's talk about the other half of this. Of They get a quarter of the support, model-wise, that the Imperium gets. Imperium, they get Horus Heresy stuff. Chaos, you get nothing, and you'll be grateful for it. 
least we're not Eldar. <laughs> okay, I can, we, there's a whole other description discussion to have about Eldar. Cause I don't know what the fuck's happening over there. Yeah, I was about to say, like, as an outside observer, I I feel like Chaos is not by any means the least supported faction. <laughs> no, but we're here to talk Chaos today. We're talking so, Xenos next time. One of the big things is uh, with that they they're not very supported. They've just been supported in this last year right we think since we got we got some cool models yeah right? uh, i, I would, i'd be interested in in parsing out the time like when exactly were mortarian and magnus's releases magnus is the end of seventh mortarian was the beginning of eighth that was really close together then yeah it, yeah yeah like really close so that that kind because, of falls in with what you were saying Richard, where it's like oh big support for a short period of time yeah, then like they two, will then like three or four years of nothing then exactly support. like i'm expecting 10th we're probably not gonna see like a bunch and then probably near the end or maybe in 11th they'll probably drop the emperor's children that makes and sense be like here's fulgrim and like that's fine in some aspects because like hey at least we finally are getting new things like I don't even remember how old corn berserker models were. They, they weren't were quite they weren't quite old enough to drink yet like warp spiders, but they were I don't know why there. the number 2007s <laughs> in my head. I have no idea if that's correct at all, but that feels could yeah. be I think they're third or fourth edition. Like they're old. They're really really old. Yeah, and like they're in the 2000s, solidly in the 2000s. And it's uh it, it feels like this weird cycle because I don't feel like anybody's getting enough attention in in the like the bad guy spotlight to finally actually make a move because it feels like they do like hey here's your chaos stuff here's your big support for it they're the bad guys oh well we can't have them you know make big headway against the imperium so we'll kind of dumpster them in four splat books and then move on to xenos are now the threat and then xenos will get their time in the spotlight they'll get some new models just to show off and hey look now they're the bad guy and then they won't make any headway, and we'll just loop back around. And I, it which, might feel like we're just stuck in this cycle. Which is funny, because oh, you would think... I mean, I feel like one of the, the devil's advocate arguments is that we just kind of brushed off the whole Eye of Terror cracking the universe in, or cracking the galaxy in two. And I get why we did. It did radically alter the map. I, so I think that that is... Don't, you know, don't yeah. get me wrong there. That is a big deal. If they did something with it, yeah, well, that's why don't. that's what I was getting to, which is, <laughs> I feel like the Dark Imperium would be a really good excuse to have a lot of loss, right? Like, oh, Guillemin's not directly involved in this, and no offense to Dante, but Dante's not Guillemin, and <laughs> they can't even fucking kill Dante. That is how toothless chaos is. Okay, but. No, that has nothing to do with chaos. That's yeah, everything to do with, that has mm. everything to do with that Dante cannot die. <laughs> so. yeah. uh, outside of the, I'm saying in universe, Abaddon and these ancient fucking warriors cannot put down the oldest fucking living space marine. I was gonna say, what's Abaddon's track record for doing anything correct though? Oh, let's talk about that other part. <laughs> name, Abaddon. Yeah. Name interesting. Chaos characters that are not Primarchs. Oh yeah, no. So the, that was Armin. one thing I was actually going to bring up. Yeah, Armin <laughs> Karn. As much as I'm not a fan of him, Lucius. Yeah, I hate uh, Lucius, but Typhus. he's engaging. And I, I do well, like those all the four, of those characters. Those are the four yeah, champions, are, and the four champions yeah, are all you, interesting. You just named champions. Can you name 
any random iron warriors, any random alpha legion. That's not, well, okay. Alpha legion is a bad example. Yeah, yeah I, I, I am. Say, I am Alpharius. Alpharius. Yeah, <laughs> Name five <laughs> alpha legion characters. Alpharius. That's on me. I set the bar too low. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. No. That that's fair. But like. No, no, no. And ask anyone to start naming Space Marine characters, and they'll be like, okay, how much time you got? Yeah, and I agree with you. I would love to see more, because it's it's kind of, it's weird. And we're getting, like, little little droplets, right? Uh, we didn't really get anything for Thousand Sons, as an example, because uh, we got the Infernal Master, which didn't, he doesn't have a name, right? He should. Uh, but should. World Leaders... I, yeah, I 100% agree that the guy who spent most of his time mastering demonology to actually open portals and give us a way to actually play demons on the tabletop again in one army is really cool. Why didn't they name him? But we got, like, another problem there, even with World Leaders this last release. I love Lord Avocado, or the Lord Invocatus is his actual name. Yeah, we but, call him Avocado, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, Oh boy, yeah, he'll always be an avocado. But <laughs> our poor boy didn't even get a name. He is supposedly this like big, beefy, like front runner of juggernauts and a, just an absolute monster. And he's the Lord Invocatus, which to me sounds more like a title than a name. So, like, I. Hey, out, I don't of, know. Curi- out of curiosity. Do you know if... Because I know Scarbrand exists in the 40k universe. Do the mm-hmm. other three, like, big demons from Total War 3, like, are Nakari, Kugath... And, oh, no, Kairos. I know Kairos is. Kairos, Kairos is 100%. They, they all exist, but Nakari, they're... Nakari, uh... I don't think... Nakari hasn't shown up in a book yet, but 100%, they all exist, because chaos unites everything yeah i just knew that i knew that scarbrand existed and i was pretty sure kairos existed i had not heard about nakari or kugath in context of 40k before though yeah they uh kugath shows up during the plague wars on ultramar oh i haven't Mm -hmm. read those yet so those are really good books yeah i think that it's it's they they do exist but they're they're like weird parallel versions to where you would know them from fantasy and total war and all that right like Yeah. It's Scarbrand, but it's not Scarbrand, right? We have uh, what Cabanda is the named blood thirster for 40k, who got ported over to Warhammer and still gives Warhammer fans angry thoughts. Yeah. Well, it's weird. It's like, um, even if you think about Bellacor, right? And how, like, Bellacor is now cursed by the gods in fantasy to, like, help Archeon in his mission. And in 40k... Is just a guy who shows up sometimes to wreck shit. And Which really pisses me off. It's like, <laughs> do something with Bellacor if you're going to include him. But that's the whole chaos problem. It is funny yeah. I mean, now that you mention it. I didn't realize before that Bellacor is supposed to exist in both settings. And that the big new model they released for him is very specifically a 40k model since it's got Space Marine shit on the uh, base. You can, you can put Space Marines or you can put Stormcast and stuff. You can? I didn't know that. St- I've only seen it. I'd only seen it. Yeah, I'd only seen it with Space Marine or Chaos Space Marine in the base. So. But yeah, they gave him really awesome rules, and then we haven't heard about him since. Well, the uh, the running joke in my group is that they uh, they actually did it for the Age of Sigmar players. They just wanted to give them a cool new model for Bellacor, and I I totally agree with it. And I'm oh, that's bad against the other one. But like, yeah, no, Bellacor in in. 40k i feel like needs to have more i like 
them releasing Vashtor was a really interesting, like, breath of fresh air, because we've got this new Chaos God that's doing something that's, like... I hope they well, something with him. It's He's also a cool concept. Yeah, and based on... I was just looking at, like, tweets from Luton and maybe even Sotek, I'm not sure, but I remember someone mentioning, like, maybe Dark Mechanicum are going to be the first faction release of 10th. Well, be... it seems like we get one new army per edition, at minimum. Yeah. And, the, and or is it Dark Mechanicus? for Dark Imperium. Yeah. That said, given the treatment of Chaos, I'm not sure I want that. Because let's look at models. And I don't know. I mean, I go back and forth on this. How does the Votan release stack up to the World Leaders release in terms of models? Pretty good, actually. Uh, Votan, Is it a fair trade? I feel like Votan came out ahead of the Votan, World Votan Leaders. did in some aspects. So Votan got a lot of new things. The big thing with World Leaders is they kind of already had stuff out, right? Uh, or there's stuff that's adjacent enough that you could see it in World Leaders. So we're, we're talking like our Forge Fiends and all that kind of stuff, right? Uh, the thing that was annoying, I think, about that book is they got rid of a lot of stuff that people kind of wanted to see refresh. So, like, we got the Corn Berserkers. That was a really cool refresh. But I don't know if I'd count that as a new... Like, it is a new model release, but it's not a new unit. So well, It was one thing everyone knew we were going to get. But right. there's the crazy cool Corn unit. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, we did get we the eight bound. We got the eight I love the models, the lore. I, I refuse. I do not accept that is the actual lore that is placeholder. I, I love the models. I think that they're actually the out. models are fucking movies. sick. Well, Gretchen, my... Gretchen's been building a list of mostly eight bound. Literally. Eight bound, eight bound, baby. Eight bound, eight bound. <laughs> eight bound are fucking incredible. But no, I do not buy this. We shoved eight demons in one person. Like, eh, no, that. No, fuck off with that shit. <laughs> really? That sounds reasonable to me. Eight yeah, support yeah. number, eight it's demons. A, it, yeah, it's possessed. possessed. They already have possessed. Yeah, I mean, I I would just I would just call them basically possessed. That they're just they're super jacked possessed that are corn possessed. And I like possessed. Yeah. yeah, sure. And you yeah, don't need to bring it. it back around to eight just because it's a sacred number. I'm like, I get it, but no, you don't need to. It just feels ham fisted. All right, well, I mean, I like them, but... I mean, I, I'm, Are there yeah. three Nurgle demons in every Nurgle champion? <laughs> I mean, there could be. And I'm I, just if, saying, if, if, that, a... yeah, if that was the lore, I'm, I'm on board. They yeah. already are like, right. ham-fisting those numbers in all places, so it didn't bother me at all. I don't know. I, I hate the ham-fisting of the numbers. I like it as a subtle, oh, that's cool. I like that. Not just, he branded eight on his forehead because eight. Get I don't it? know. I... I like that they're actually doing some stuff with the possession for because for like a long time I felt like a lot of the stuff in the lore didn't really matter, right? Like, yeah. Why is a uh, why is this who is supposed to be in every way the same thing as this normal space marine weaker than him because he doesn't oh. have the tech, but he's got demons inside of him. He what? should be like hyper jacked. I don't understand. Do we want to talk about the? wound discrepancy that went on for fucking ever. Well, I mean, that is that is an interesting part of it, but this is just more talking towards, like, I'm glad for the 8-bound in that, that tidbit of lore where, like, they're at least doing something with the demon aspect of Oh, it. yeah. No, we can talk about how demons don't really feel represented in the legions that are specifically tied to them until relatively recently, which, that's a weird marketing thing. I mean... If, if I were pitching Chaos, I'm like, hey, you can have space marines and demons. Don't you want that? 
By the way, yeah. it, it is funny because when Wretched was first starting to put together World Eater lists, one of the first things I said to him was like, what about like uh, ancillary blood letters or something? Because I know he really likes blood letters. And I still don't really understand, but apparently the only way to like mix demons in is in a very specific type uh, of... Go so, ahead. yeah, what, they, what they've done is they've made uh, demon lists if you want to play, say, like Thousand Suns or World Leaders or any of those. If you want to play demons, you have to basically use the Army of Renown. For example, the World Leaders one is uh, Army of the Red Angel, which all it's going to do for you is it basically replaces your troops, which is, this is a this is a weird one, because, and maybe they changed it with the FAQ, uh, I'd have to look, but for a while, when the book first came out, you couldn't actually use Corn Berserkers next to Blood Leaders. Blood Leaders became your troop. So, like, the only thing that was represented in the World Leaders for a little bit was uh, you could take a bunch of 8-bound. Which was super weird for list building, but they may have fixed this because I, I haven't actually checked Battlescribe, but it got a they got an update really recently. No, if you wanted, because here's the other kind of problem I see: the codexes for a lot of the god-specific legions, you just should have bolted the ever demon legion is demons are tied to that legion in there and bulked it oh. out. Yeah, I, how many fucking Zangors did they package with every? <laughs> If you if you play Thousand Suns, you're gonna have Zangors. Well, like that, you got you got your Zangor. That one's really funny for a couple. Of, one, uh, so I just got back from a vacation. Actually, I, I went and saw Wretched along with my my girlfriend. And my girlfriend got we got her a crute uh, a crute kill team box because she liked that they looked like birds. And then I was gonna say, there's no way in hell you bought crute. Those don't exist. Yeah, Crew Kill Team. Okay, those do exist. Yeah, Crew Kill Team box is a cool box, but she liked yeah. it because they look like birds, and she wanted to paint them like tropical birds. And then Retro was like, "Well, you know, I have these like bird goat things." And she I went, have thousands <laughs> of Zangors. Would you like some? <laughs> and uh, so like she left with she left with a Tupperware box <laughs> of Zangors. <laughs> Because that's how fucking many. Not blue whores, not pink whores, nope. not flamers, Zangors. It's all Zangors, baby. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad that they, they moved towards this uh, Army of Renown thing. The only 25% of your power level, not points, by the way, as the rules are, are well, actually written. I'm, I'm wondering, we're going to ignore that because it's stupid. I'm wondering, because <laughs> I was just today, I was reading a Goonhammer article about how the Arcs of Omen detachment functions and like the actual parts of the the book that talk about it and it talks mm. about like souping just isn't a thing anymore instead every arcs of omen detachment you can only have the arcs of omen detachment and then you can have one they call it's like there's a specific word it wasn't auxiliary but you could have one like sub detachment and they specify what you can do with it like oh if you're gene stealer cults you have to have this arcs of omen gene stealer cult but then you can have a brood brothers like detachment uh that's like a patrol detachment along with it and it literally it had in their example they showed thousand suns if you're a thousand suns detachment you can have a combat patrol detachment of zangors along with it mm -hmm. so yeah and that's the thing thousand suns don't need zangors that's not what they're lacking i mean you can still with the arcs of omen do the 25 percent of demons uh like i said you just it's tied now to the armies of renown i don't know i like that the options there I felt like it should have been there from the get-go. It's a lot better than most of Ninth, where it's like, oh, you wanted to play demons? You get nothing in Lekkitz, Falder. Because <laughs> that's the other problem. Demons on their own have always either been broken or garbage in 40k in terms of rules because they don't really work 
on their own, but they work great with Chaos Space Marines. And Chaos Space Marines would sure appreciate bigger codexes instead of, oh, this one's somehow smaller than my last one, and I'm paying more. Oh boy! Yeah. Well, I mean, on, oh, the, I... on the plus side, you're not going to be paying anything for it going forward. But yes, great <laughs> change. They claim they're going to find a no. They're they're going to get us to buy codexes again. Oh yeah, no, it's a uh, it's going to be the art, really. Like you know, you're going to buy it for the art. Art and See, lore. See, everyone's kind of saying like, 40k is over here scratching our head. How's this going to work? How are they going to do it? Age of Age of Sigmar players are like, it's what we do. They give us the cards, and we still buy the codexes for reasons we don't fully understand. Yeah, I mean, it's... And then we buy the cards and the codexes because the codex, that, that's inconvenient. The cards are where it's at. Well, I mean, why'd you, you buy the codex? You know what, you you say know what it like is. like I'm not going to still buy the Sisters of Battle I was gonna say, yeah. release, so just because you know, I want it. <laughs> yes. This is the, uh, this is the, I don't know how many people, pro there's probably some people that are like into like Magic the Gathering and stuff that are listening to this stuff. Uh, this is the play Get month. Lost, play thing, right? This is the every time that you see people at tournaments or anything when they're playing card games, they always have that play mat, right? Yeah. The codex is our play mat. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So it's our nerd equivalent trophy of like, hey, I like this army. There it is. Well, I mean, right? I literally was listening to Luton talk about tenth, and he said a sentence of something like, "I like seeing those books on my shelf," and I'm not criticizing him. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I have so many campaign books because I'm like, oh, these have tidbits of lore and pretty pictures. Yeah, I mean that's that's my favorite part about them. Usually, is I pick them up for the lore because again, if we're list building and stuff like that, most of us are using Battle Scribe or an equivalent, right? Like, you know what? You know what? I'm just thinking about something too. I think one of the important distinctions between Age of Sigmar's setting and 40k setting, from my understanding is that they're coming from almost from opposite sides when it comes to who is in main control. Like, the Imperium is, you know, a shambles, but it's still the most widely spread populated empire in the 40k setting. So everything's always about whether they're losing ground or not. Whereas my understanding of Age of Sigmar's setting is that Chaos already won, they control almost everything, and... It's the forces of order trying to take back shit. So their victories yeah. are are a positive as opposed to trying to keep a negative from happening. Well, also, each edition narratively rolls into the next one. Whatever the big event at the end of that last edition, that's the event going into this edition. And we've talked with Sotek about it. It's a beautiful system. 40K feels like the steamroller scene from Austin Powers. <laughs> And I feel like we lost half our audience that is under 25. Like, what is he talking about? That is what it feels like. Chaos is barreling towards the Imperium. Move! Get out the way! And he's like, no, stop! <laughs> That's what it feels like. And it's felt like that for 10 fucking editions. Oh, someday that steamroll is going to, you know, roll over the Imperium. Yeah, someday. But see, Maybe. for me, for again, this is just for me. I don't feel like Chaos is ever been positioned as a steamroller. That that's never been like that hasn't been a threat since the heresy. To so, me, see, ironically, I agree with you, and I'm going to skip ahead. This is a little insight into our Zenith one. You know who feels like the threat and who actually has been the threat? Orcs. Orcs have got to be the threat before. Uh, there's as much as I don't <sighs> like the War of the Beast. That was 
fucking when it first started I'm like holy shit this is incredible right, because but... the orcs were just fucking hammer punching the imperium all right but real quick to cap off then what i was saying there is again because of that narrative position of chaos is a internal and external threat a lot of the threat of chaos is already imperial forces falling to chaos not chaos coming in and taking things necessarily but things getting reverted to it it's more like a constant throbbing threat not a not a steamroller just like a, this will never go away this is something we always have to deal with and it's a constant corruption if anything uh the way nurgle thinks about things is probably the most accurate to how chaos feels as a threat orcs i want to agree with you i really do until i look at the fact that my that the biggest character in orcdom gaskol thraka has really as many failures as abaddon has at the other oh, day no, that's <laughs> we're going back to your casting you're right it would feel like that if there weren't jacked up steroided men in every single book campaign supplement and box art fucking literally assaulting this you know bastion of good it's like listen you can be in cities if you want but you also can't physically be present in every single event no i don't know i feel like they can i feel like again that's part of seriousness loses it it's like a a horror movie where the it's either in cities is not the right word but again i I would not say even cities is the right word just constant like that falls into what i'm saying that they're in like all the events chaos is always there they will not go away if you have to be constantly diligent they will take any ground they can get even if it's just a little bit at a time but they're never going to go away they never can be fully beaten that and you know who else that applies to the orcs yes sure and you know who else got the big win? The orcs. Again, where, I don't like. Hold on. Where I did the orcs like get the big win? What are you? What are you talking war about? War of the beasts. Okay, but the I war of the no, the war of the beast was. They fucking invaded Terra. They destroyed the Imperial fists down to one person. Wait, wait. I might be mixing up. You're not talking about the war of the beast. I'm guessing the war of the beasts is a separate... The war of the beast, where the orcs fucking steamrolled across the galaxy, showed up outside of Terra with death moons, decimated the Imperial fists... Yeah, but that happened in, like, what, Millennium 35? Yeah, but it happened. That's like like comparing to the heresy at that point. That happened way in the past of the setting. We do not... If you're going to look at... How orcs are threats in the 41st millennium, you have to look at Gazkul Thraka's war, and he spent, like, th- three different wars attempting to take Armageddon and failing, and basically... Oh, I'm not saying the orcs are a threat now, I'm saying the orcs are a better threat than the chaos and i'm saying that and i'm saying that you can't use the war of the beast as a, a, a tentpole because that is equivalent to the horse heresy. You have to look at all right. What since then? What have they done in the forty first millennium that really matters? And I love Thraka, and I love the Octarius War, but again, they don't really beat the Empire ever. That's why we had fucking the Space Wolves beating them in the stupid Prophecy of the Wolf, which gave me oh, my awesome Thraka that model. But a comparison of we we are getting more entrenched into the Imperium is the protagonist, and the protagonist never loses. Wretched, I'm going to give you the floor to vent any and all frustrations you have, be it lore, be it model, be it rules, with how Games Workshop chooses to represent your preferred faction. Okay. Can we please get some more, like, championess characters? If we're going to make a new book about a very specific faction, 
or like a faction that's been kind of trapped in another faction for a while and make it its own thing. Can we please have like all of the things that people have been running as part of that faction forever? I'm talking raptors. Why are there no freaking Zerkers on Juggernauts? What are you doing? The Red Butchers not being a thing that we have. Like, we have a stratagem for it, but not, like, specifically them, because they're really cool. I don't... Why? Same thing when we go over to, like, Thousand Suns. It's cool that you guys have, like, these 12 billion nameless sorcerers, but Zinch is always trying to uplift another one. We Could we get a couple stories of, like, them doing something that isn't Armin getting thrown out of a library every 10 minutes and then being like, oh, well, there you go. We gave you your little lore tidbit. I don't know. Like, can also, do something? Can Magnus show up ever again instead of brooding for 10 years? Like, Also, if we're okay with characters basically porting between the, the two settings, can we get 40k version of Alkia? I don't even collect lore stuff, but I just want a 40k version of Alkia because she's awesome. Hell yes. Or just update Ooh. or just update the model of Alkia. Like, we'll take that. That's fine. <laughs> no, if everyone else can make it into Age of Sigmar somehow, Valkia <laughs> can. Yeah, and I'm just saying that alright, without getting too into essentially previous discussions, having let's just say some woman fall to corn, become badass demony lady. There's an issue, okay, with 40k that doesn't exist in Age of Sigmar oh. when it comes to gender. Just saying. Well, let's, so. let's, let's, I'm going to poke that hornet's nest real quick. If we accept that the space marine process makes it impossible for women to become space marines, cool, fine, whatever. But there's fucking magic over on Chaos' side. Why aren't there female Chaos space marines? Or just awesome female demony ladies in general. Like we, yeah, they... They, I mean, they, that's what they, I mean. Valkia doesn't need to be a Chaos Space Marine. She could just be some badass woman chick that got uplifted by corn magic, and now she kicks Space Marines' asses because she's Valkia. I'm just saying oh. there's no lore for why there can't be female Chaos Space Marines. I was going to say, yeah, because Valkia would be a great, you know, named Demon Prince. That would be pretty cool. Instead of, you know, Demon Prince. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I... I'm way with you. At least we got we, we like baby steps in this bit for uh, our jackals. We've got some female jackals. I wish there were more of them in that box. I don't get it. Eight bound, the concept of them? Why couldn't that be a woman? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, if, if Games Workshop wants to hide behind what the lore says, which is its own fucking bullshit, the lion apparently has been back for centuries. Oh, Ulrich, what is the what is the lore? Women can only house seven demons. Like, what the <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to make that joke because I want this podcast to be successful. But, but also, <laughs> but also, wretched, wretched, you can back me up here. There's a weird thing, at least in our experience, every girl that we have tried to bring into the hobby. Corn and demons has been in the chaos. They've been in the corn yeah. and and in Slanesh and stuff. Uh, never yeah. Nurgle, but corn and Slanesh commonly. So, all right, if if you've got a large player base of women who like this particular faction, lean into it. But if you don't so want to, you don't want to give us female space marines. Give us female chaos stuff. <laughs> women tend right. towards the female themed faction and the angry kill everyone faction. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. Oh yeah, uh, almost. I think that uh, we've got one custodian player. She uses some Sigmar models, and then we've got two uh, two demon players. 
both of them, one of them was like super excited about Bellacor, and then the other plays Slit Edge. It's it's weird. Like it just and then every like, time I show it to a woman, they're like, hey, uh, I'm telling you, Games Workshop, fine, be afraid of the fucking neckbeards that say, well, Space Marines can't be ladies. Chaos Space Marines, it's the warp. You have that free, it does whatever the fuck it wants rule right there. Yeah. Whole well, legion of jack ladies coming out wearing fucking emperor's children armor. Well, of course, also a bunch of muscly ladies. You know, Ulrich's got his own agenda, but <laughs> like, I, I showed I showed my girlfriend uh, Bricky's like two hour thing about every faction, and the one that she got most excited for from a lore wise was she literally was just kill, kill, murder, murder, blood for the blood god because <laughs> that's how she plays video games. Yeah, no, it, it's right there. I mean. It's not like it's not set up. Everyone loves um, blanking on the Heresy Era character now. Not Severna Rain. Um, it's Lotera Saren. Lotera Saren, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone loves her. Why is she not a demon prince? Yeah. Because they had to strap her to a ship for no reason and ruin it. Still mad about it. <laughs> I didn't know that. Now I'm pissed. <laughs> anyway, that was just my little side thing that I think is interesting but yeah for chaos i would love to see valkia just in 40k <laughs> yeah well, let's, let, let's let that be the positive because we're always trying to end these positively but these are also kind of a venting of the spleen of this is the problem with this general faction in well, 40k i did cut off wretched a bit i don't know if you had more to say wretched you were talking about adding more models of things that people actually like constantly kit bash or proxy yeah. it's it's weird i don't know it's uh I'm I'm happy that they finally gave us like our own our own rule set, and it's it's finally cool to actually play world leaders like as their own. But it is really weird that they just chose to leave out a lot of the stuff that everyone was kind of expecting, right? Yeah, I mean everyone else got terminators. Yeah, I mean our eight bound are basically our terminators. It's, That's they, what corn terminators are. Way. Come on, they're, no, yeah, they're just corn terminators. The bar. You can have both. Oh, well, technically you can use normal chaos terminators. But here's the thing that makes me annoyed. The uh, the Red Butchers are a Terminator squad that's like just a named Terminator squad from the World Leaders. Then, again, people were like, why don't these guys, like... Why don't they have access to the Heresy Era shit? My army does. Yeah, I don't know. Because for some reason, when you take the, the same stuff that you were wielding back at that time... You lose it somehow in the warp, or but, getting infested with demons now makes it worse. Hold on, reason. that one you you you're being a little unfair, and I only mean by that is essentially, oh hey, these models are the same models that I can use in this other game. So that makes you could say the same thing about demons. Like I can use demons in both games. There's not an equivalent to that in Age of Sigmar or with uh, 40k with Space Marines. I can't just use Stormcast Eternals as Space Marines. I mean, no, I'm I could with friends. Like, if but... a new tank comes out for fucking Horus Heresy, I get rules to run it my 40k Space Marine army under the Relic rule, which means I can only have one. Yeah, I'm just saying that this, that same thing basically applies to demons as well. I'm saying it's bullshit. If you're going to give it to one group of armored people, it should go to the other group of armored people. It only makes sense. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, get what... Is the, is the idea of when the... Chaos Legions failed at Terra. Like, all right, everyone leave the fell blades, the hover bikes. Well, I, I'll actually everything. just leave it behind, guys. Just no, no, it has to get, it has to stay with Dorm. What's funny is, lore wise, my understanding is it would make more sense for Chaos to have it because they are it would 
they time doesn't matter in the warp. Yes, and they are still using like the literal same stuff that they were using in Millennium Thirty One, which you know a lot of loyalists do that too. But that's because they have to like go out and find it. And they still like make new shit. Whereas you know the Chaos are like literally those same beings. So <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying it's kind of bullshit. I can put a fell blade in my army. And go, oh, it's a relic from the Horus Heresy. Wretched doesn't get that privilege. That's fair. Yeah, we lost it in the warp, bro. Remember? Yeah. No, like, no, no. Sorry, pack it up. But I love it. Like, I'm sorry, but the rules are the rules. Uh, yeah, His no, belongs to door. Like, yeah. Before you, before you walk through the portal into the warp, you gotta drop all your shit here. It's fine. I don't know why, uh, but my brain just went right to like, oh, they just dropped it, and now a bunch of Street Fighter characters beat it up for points. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Black Templars come out. <laughs> Heresy. I think things are. Like starting to go in a better direction, but there are there are still some some gripes. Here's my closing thoughts. I want every faction to get equal treatment as Space Marines because I want to fight people other than Space Marines. And as long as other factions are getting just treated like shit, I'm only ever going to fight other Space Marines. And if narratively. Chaos is supposed to be the primary antagonist. And at every turn, it's like, oh, don't worry, Abaddon, you'll get me next time. Sure I will, Gilliman. Sure I will. It's not fun. Mm. It's only funny for me because I think about, like, I'm very happy right now with my Sisters of Battle army. And I kind of don't need them to make anything more. I'm not asking for... If they make some more Sisters of Battle stuff, I'll probably get it, but... I don't know. It, I don't feel the need for more. Well, sisters are in a good place, and they did get brought up to space marine levels in terms of well, not space marine, but they're well supported. I yeah. don't feel that's true of chaos. I'm just saying that, like, I'm at a point where I would not ask for anything new, especially not when I there are other things like, you know, emperor's children don't exist. So. Yeah, no, we've we've been saying that forever. Give us fucking emperor's children, you cowards. <laughs> One day. I'm yeah. sorry, Iron Hands got a character before. Yeah. And orcs, <laughs> orc, orcs feel the same for me. I I'm I was telling Wretched this actually over the the weekend, but I'm at this weird place now where if someone offered to buy my orc army, I would probably sell it. Not that I don't like my orc army, I just feel like I'm a sisters player who also happens to have orcs. So maybe my opinion about this is a little less. But like, orcs just released Snickrot, and all I could think was, I think his old model was fine. I really feel like we didn't need a new Snickrot. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm sitting here going, fuck new Terminators, what do I do with my old Terminators? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know, I'm I'm hopeful for the future. There's, there's a... Uh... Orcs have had a lot more time to develop them. Yeah, I mean, oh, honestly, if I'm looking between at, 8th and now is night and day. If I'm looking oh, at it objectively, I feel like all orcs need to finish the model line is plastic squigoths. Yep. That's it. Yeah. Like, well, we'll talk about that next time when we do the, the problem with Xenos. All right, so, Wretched, any final thoughts? Actual final thoughts? <laughs> like I said, I I think I'm, I'm hopeful. I think that things like depending on how the story is starting to wrap up or starting to turn better, but I am I am worried here in little bits. The Avatar of K problem, I really hope, doesn't happen. But I hope that they don't 
completely forget about us and move on like they tend to every single time. I'll be here huffing the copium. We'll keep our eye on chaos releases. Yeah. Don't worry, we we got a big event coming up for you where you're going to get to stop the galaxy. Don't worry, buddy. It, it's coming. Yeah, one day. Oh, shit, Tyranid's here. Sorry, we, we got to delay it until next edition. <laughs> it's Tyranid's turns to be the big threat. Well, Hell anyway, so it's at this point that we give you the special soapbox that you can get on and plug anything you want to plug. So thank you for chatting with us. I think I'm going to plug Across the Obelisk again. Yes. Got that, uh, that DLC. We're going to finally hear about Magnus and the Wolf Wars. Not the same, Magnus. When's that out? Uh, that comes out tomorrow, buddy. Are we going to be playing that tomorrow? Oh, we're playing that tomorrow 100%. Woo! Okay. <laughs> Get hype. I am hype. I'm still going to play Zek, but... <laughs> I mean, yeah, they give you a new character. We play the rat guy anyway. What a surprise. You play the new character. I'm playing my rat guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. All right. That's All right. Well, thank you for listening. Be sure to like, share, subscribe, do all the things, because much like Chaos, if you don't support us, we're going nowhere. And you can find this podcast on most of the podcast hosting sites that are at least the the most well-known ones. There are probably like hundreds that we've never even heard of. But if we're not on one and you would like us to be there because it's the one you listen to, you weirdo. No, just kidding. We love you. But just tell us what it is and... We'll look into if it's feasible for us to be on it. As always, it's been Lord Commander Ulrich. And his shield brother, Axel Wright. Until next time, may the dice roll in your favor.